I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to another in the series of Heinz Reads podcasts. Chances to chat with authors, authors um, almost always brilliant, and today no exception. Uh, Susan Welch, a, a first-time author with a book called A Thread So Fine. So much of it set uh, in, in our home area here in the Twin Cities. And Susan joins me this morning. Susan, where am I finding you this morning? I'm just curious. I actually am on Lummi Island in the state of Washington. Well, uh, son of a gun. That's where you make your home now these days, right? It is where I make my home, and uh, I happen to be uh, right now um, uh, with my uh, uh, several members of my family uh, actually visiting. We're all originally from Minnesota. Yeah. Well, I, let's let's talk about that part of it, because that's where so much of the inspiration comes from. Uh, you were uh, born and raised in the Twin Cities area in St. Paul, right? Um, and uh, you lived in Wisconsin as well as Minnesota. Uh, and you've always been a writer, but this is your first your first novel. That's right. Yep. Let's talk about the story, because the story has a connection to your birth mother, and your adopted mother. Uh, and, and I think that's the fascinating part of it, that this is, it's referred to as historical fiction, a thread so fine. But um, it's, it, I'll tell you what, I don't think I've ever read so vividly described uh, the neighborhood in St. Paul. Was that your neighborhood around St. Kate's? You know, it, it really, it was not. But my uh, aunt and uncle uh, did raise their family there. So I was familiar with it as a little girl. And I, I remember... Um, I had carried with me throughout my whole life very vivid memories of how beautiful those neighborhoods were, um, you know, the college row. I just loved it. It was very evocative for me, as well as Lake Minnetonka. Uh, I had an, aunt, an uncle and aunt who lived out in uh, Lake Minnetonka, and we used to go spend part of the summers there, and, and I also just, you know, very strong memories. Well, this story describes this incredible relationship between Eliza and Shannon um, and their their life growing up together, but then also the interruptions in their life um, interrupted for tuberculosis. This was set in, what, 1946? Do I have that correct? Is that? Yeah. 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 1946, long before I was born, actually. And as you said, the book is completely, um, it's historical fiction, but... Um, it is it is based on sort of the imaginings that I had uh, when I first discovered I was adopted, which was only 10 years ago. Um, I, I, I couldn't really um, understand my own beginnings very well because my my birth mother had passed. Uh, I'm sorry, my, my adoptive mother had passed away. Uh, and my birth mother, well, I hadn't met her yet. So I, I while I was trying to figure all that out and while I went down, uh, the sort of pathway of trying to discover my own origins. I also spent a great deal of time imagining what life was like uh, when they were young girls, when when both of them were young girls. So, um, what I what I thought was kind of it, it sort of took my mind off my own crazy story 
to sort of imagine these two women as sisters. And that's where the the story kind of um, was, was, was created. Well, you have a very, very uh, descriptive style. I mean, the images that you um, create, especially of the neighborhood, the storm that came through the neighborhood, the, um, uh, the, the, the tuberculosis for, for Shannon and, uh, and the, the, all the aspects of that. You really just paint a, a, a very vivid picture. Well, you know, my uh, my mother, uh, the mother who raised me, Betty, she actually did have tuberculosis in 1946 or 47 in the in St. Paul, and she spent a year quarantined um, at uh, I, I think it was Anchor Hospital uh, back then. And she, she, you know, 20 years later, when she was a mother, she uh, she she told me stories. Uh, about what it was like to spend a year in hospital with with all these women, and I was always fascinated by that. So I wanted to delve into it more. Yeah, the whole idea too of the the quarantine that was that was the the the, the treatment for uh, tuberculosis, and it and you are taken away from everything except for occasional visits because they you get to a point where they deem it safe to to allow visitors but i think there yeah. was a belief wasn't it that that tb was so uh, highly oh, yeah. contagious oh yeah i mean and it, it was you know i don't know how actually contagious it was but there were uh, right after the war in the twin cities um, and other places as well tuberculosis and polio had really taken a pernicious hold and people were were getting it. Everybody knew somebody who had one or the other, um, and so you know, yeah, I think there was there was uh, there was quite a lot of fear. And uh, yeah, my mother Betty, she she sort of had the list of people, you know, separated in her mind those who who came to visit her and those who didn't. <laughs> you know, she she remembered it her whole life. Oh, uh, it was it was quite a it was it was quite an ordeal. She was so young; she was nineteen. I think, and she was in the um, in the adult ward. You know, I think they, they they had some wards for children and some for adults. And at nineteen, she she fell into the adult ward, but she was still quite young. So it left a huge impression on on her, of course. Yeah, I, I, I would absolutely do that. Well, you bring so much of that forward in the book because that's a big part of what shaped Shannon's life, um, you know, forever. Uh, yes, yeah, yes. I mean, putting mm-hmm. her college on hold and and, and yeah. pla- interrupting plans, but that had an impact, uh, a lifelong impact on her. Man, it really did, and it it made her uh, it made her both resilient, but also somewhat fragile, and and it sort of set her course. She believed things about herself uh, and her scars and her inability to have children that really impact um, the choices that she makes, and she makes some pretty dramatic choices, of course, um, in, in the years thereafter uh, because of that, right? And and you know, yeah, she she was. Uh, a very interesting and wonderful character to sort of delve into. Um, and yet, you know. in, 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 but Eliza just seems to be, um, I, I don't know what the word is, like, well, maybe the adult in the room, and maybe it's because she didn't have, uh, the, you know, the, the disease, the illness to deal with at the time. She just happened, you know, Eliza is the younger sister, but she's also the more, you know, the more outward one, the more confident one, the one for whom everybody in the family felt that life would be charmed. And of course it isn't so charmed. She has, she has her troubles and she leaves home and, you know, uh, she, she's really rather, um, 
she's she, she has real struggles in life, but ultimately that there's a very very strong bond between the sisters that uh, Eliza almost wants to forsake, but but Shannon refuses to do so. So that's um, yeah. That, that's, I, I like the idea that a sister who is perceived to be the strong one and the um, the the one who is going to do better is actually maybe the one who becomes more vulnerable because of life circumstances. Yeah, and and then of course with their with their own you know relationship. And I'm very curious about Nell. Nell, of course, their mother. Um, yeah. I'm very curious about her because she has this this terse sort of I don't know uh, stern demeanor to her, um, and it appears to not be warm at all. Uh, tell me about that character. You know, I think Nell would want to be in another lifetime, but she had such a a damaged childhood that as she as she finds her own family, she just cannot uh, she just cannot call up that trust and that warmth um, in 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 her maternal you know in her maternal uh, reality. She's too scared, actually. She's too worried that um, things that, that 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 bad things will happen. And, you know, some of that has happened to her. So she, you know, she has some bearing in that reality, but it's, it's kind of unfortunate. I think she always wishes throughout the book and, uh, you know, that, that, that she could be warmer or that she could be more, um, more maternal. It just isn't in her, which is interesting. I mean, I have, I've, I've, I've met people, you know, who, who just, they carry their scars with them even though they don't talk about them, or maybe because they don't talk about them ever. You know, they keep them buried and, and, and hope that it doesn't show through, but it does in other ways. And I think that's the case with Nell. Um, her husband, Fa, loves her dearly, and I think he sees through it. But, um, and he knows that she, he loves, she loves her children. She just isn't able to sort of um, be that warm, fuzzy, uh, grandmotherly mother that that you know we sometimes wish we had. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean because um, there was somebody like that in my family, and I'll I'll just leave that at, at that point there. So, um, but but the girls together. And and you, as you mentioned, Shannon refuses to to let you know the bond go. And uh, but it's I, this is a book that is just a great. Well, I think I read somewhere. You know, if you're looking for a good summer read, but you can read it anytime because uh, it's a great one just to, to curl up with. Um, mm-hmm. And and I say that as one who normally is reading like thrillers and stories a, a, along that line. This is altogether uh, different. It's a different genre. And how much of this is you? Are you more Eliza or are you more Shannon? <laughs> That's such a good question. I am. I think I'm probably more Eliza. I was uh, when I was raised in my, in, the, in my in my adoptive family. I was the middle child. I was the oldest sister, and I was really the more uh, outward one, uh, and, and thought I had it all together. You know, really, um, you know, ready for the world at 17 years old or so. I thought, and I think you know, Eliza feels that way until until things happen. 
So yeah, I think I'm probably a little bit more Eliza, but I um, I just adore Shannon. I I just really, it's a, sort of a quirky girl who, you know, was generally getting in trouble and didn't make good choices, and you know, had a a childhood where she felt a little bit awkward. Um, yeah, she was she was a neat a neat character. Well, whoever selected the cover photo for a thread so fine. Um, picked out a good one because that's, you know, who I'm seeing and reading when I'm reading uh, A Thread yeah. So Fine. Um, and it's, it is a, it's a great story. This, as I mentioned, is your first, your first such novel. Um, are you working on another one? I am. I am uh, framing out a possible second book uh, that's based upon Miriam, who is, of course, uh, the, the younger character that emerges in 1940. Eight, but really comes into the story in the in the sixties. So um, that's a possibility. And I love that you comment on the photo because I also just love the cover. I worked with a local um, uh, book designer here in Seattle on that, and she was absolutely wonderful to work with. And you know, we both kind of felt like we had found Shannon and Eliza in the uh, in in the old photograph drawer. <laughs> yeah, yeah there, well, you did. You definitely did. Um, the story, you know, is is quite a journey, quite a journey through their lives, and quite a journey through time. Uh, but yet, a thread so fine, um, just. It, it, it maintains, uh, and when you get to the understanding of exactly what that reference is, you'll uh, really appreciate it. Susan Welch, congratulations. Uh, it's, it's a good book. Thank you so much for chatting with me just a bit about it here, and I'll look forward to reading more from you. Thank you so much, Don. It was a pleasure talking with you. You have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.